0: A 20 yard attempt. Josh Harris, the snapper, he'll call to the place. He'll hold it. Byram waits for the snap in the place. There it is. The kick is up. The kick is good. Auburn wins 22 19. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Auburn Today Podcast. My name is Noble. I'm joined here with my co-host Wheeler and right now we're just going to hop on It's a very raw podcast today. The the Auburn versus Vanderbilt game just ended about five minutes ago. So we're just going to hop on. Talk about the the game itself, kind of what it, what it means for Auburn's NCAA tournament hopes, etc. cetera. Uh, obviously, Auburn just lost sixty seven sixty five to Missouri or to Vanderbilt in an absolute heartbreaker at the very end of the game with the the layup to just bury Auburn and just really have another hurting hurting loss on the road. So, either I'll let you kick it off, give us your your thoughts on the game.
1: You know, I think it was again one of those situations where. They just didn't. They just didn't finish at the end, and it's not as much, you know, that you think that the selection committee is going to think you look bad or this or that. This team could beat anybody, so they're going to get the benefit of the doubt when Selection Sunday comes. But the problem is, is they haven't beaten anybody recently. You know, you had the win against Missouri. You need to ride that wave a little bit because you got a tough stretch here at the end of the day you got to start winning some games and if they don't win some games it doesn't matter how many ifs and ands and buts and how close you were you could be I mean heck this team could make a great run in the NIT because you know they could make a great run in the NCAA tournament this could be a sweet 16 team this could be an elite 8 team honestly I mean they could if you look at how they play against really good teams, if they had the performance they had against Alabama last week or two weeks ago, Tennessee a couple of weeks ago, if you have those performances in the NCAA tournament, you're going to make it far in the tournament. But the problem is is if they don't win some games and beat some teams here at the end, they're not going to make the tournament. And those wins or you know, upsets will happen in the NIT. And that's just the reality of the situation is that no matter how much we just want to assume that they'll make the NCAA tournament, they're just, they got to win at some point. They played well tonight. They had good effort. They just lost at the end of the game. I think the only play that, I mean, you really have a tough time living with if you're Auburn is that last play. I mean, they put one screen and then he just runs to the basket and has a somewhat contested shot. I mean how how do you get a one screen and get that look is my question. I mean you never I don't want to question the, the effort was there it was just a bust in coverage. I mean Jalen just he was waiting for the pick and roll. he was anticipating the pick and roll. the roll never happened and the pick just I mean it just flew right past him And I mean that's just what happened And then Dylan tried to recover late but by then it was too late and it's just tough to live with seeing that as the end of the game because you – that game was not a game that – this sounds weird – not a game that you needed to win because you needed it as a win on your record. It was a game that you didn't – you needed to not lose because of
0: the loss on your record. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, and I think that really the the thing that hurts – the, the thing that hurts you the most is just how little performance you got out of your guards from that game. You know, I mean, Wendell Green was two for 14, only had five points. Zep did virtually nothing offensively. You know, Trey Donaldson didn't really do much offensively. KD really didn't do much. He hit that shot at the end, which was big. But, I mean, other than that, he really wasn't that much of a factor offensively. Obviously, Janai and J-Will had fantastic games. I mean, they played, they played really well all game. But I think that the thing that hurts me the most is – the possession, right before they ended up hitting the game winner, you've got Wendell who essentially, he kind of started a, step ba- a contested step-back three that you just knew wasn't going to go in. Passes out of it, gives it to KD. KD ends up hitting a clutch step back three, which was a good shot. I mean, it, you know, he created separation, hit the shot. That was good. And it, it felt good because you finally – you finally saw this team hit a big shot in a big moment, you know. At the end of the game, tied it up, and then they just had to rely on the defense, which has been the strength all season. And the defense crumbles, and the game ends. So that I think that that just really hurts the most because you just see like you you see the team do something that you haven't seen all year, and you you see that the the potential of winning a close game, and then it just it just crumbles. And there's just things that you can't explain. I mean, the Vanderbilt Center shooting 20 free throws, like, that just hurts. Like, that just hurts, you know? Like, you, you just can't have that. And I, I think that we've got, that's that's just a problem and it adds to the, you know, one guy destroying you. And it's just becoming like, one guy destroys us in some way. And it's not even, it doesn't even matter, like, he didn't even shoot well. He did nothing offensively. He was just at the line all night. And I think that's just the thing that hurts the most with this team is it's not the same problems, but it's just problems that hop up all around, you know. You'll have a problem one week, it doesn't happen another week, and it comes right back up. And every close game you've had, you know, we talked on a podcast three weeks ago about how this team desperately needs to win a close game, and they still haven't won a close game since then. And it seems like all the wins that we've had, I mean – I. Just off the top of my head, I think we've lost, what, eight of the last six, seven of the last five? And the only games that we've won in that span have just been absolute wire-to-wire blowouts that you're not even worried about. And I think that that, that's what's hurting this team the most is that they haven't played in a close game. And we've gotten to the point, even, you know, with with two minutes left, game's close, Vanderbilt can't get anything going offensively, they're airballing shots, and the offense is working – you still, I just didn't have that feeling. You just had that feeling like the team's going to find a way to lose, and I don't want to say that because it sounds it sounds horrible that you're just you have no faith in the team. But this team hasn't given us any reason to make us think that they can win a close game, and I think that's the biggest problem. That even you know, even if you you know make the NCAA tournament, anything like the NCAA tournament is designed that there are going to be close games, and teams that win close games win in March. And the problem is, I just don't think this team can win a close game. And that I think that's the thing that bothers me the most is that we've had so many opportunities to win close games and we haven't been able to execute in any of them.
1: I think it's also, I mean, guard play. It's like you said. You you should not have Lior Berman coming off the bench and outscoring three of your starting guards. Well, that would be all of your starting guards. He should not be outscoring. uh yeah he shouldn't be your highest scoring guard guard I mean love or but the former walk- on uh, who gets i mean how many minutes did he even play tonight I mean he didn't he played i mean he played more than he normally does but he didn't play an obscene amount of minutes to be your highest scoring guard um and it's just as much as I love having the big men down low um scoring it's like that's that's not typically what wins in basketball nowadays that is a great supplement to have and you saw that against Missouri that sometimes that'll open it up for the guards and heck they had great shots I mean even leor I think Leor missed two or three just wide open threes that he got left alone because of what was happening with Janai and Jalen down low I mean the plays are there the offense is drawn up it it's not even everybody wants to say, you know, Bruce has lost his touch. Bruce hadn't lost squat. I mean, he's he's drawing the plays up for these guys. They're wide open. They're just missing them. I mean, Bruce can't get out there and tell them to play defense that one screen doesn't end the game for you. Um, Or, you know, Alan Flanagan coming in and being, you know, five points. That That just can't happen. And that Wynn takes that many shots when he's having one of his off nights. It just can't happen. I mean, I just feel like it's the the same song, different. I mean, it's just same song. You you saw it coming. I'm not, I hate to say it. I'm not surprised by tonight's result. Um, that's what this team is at this point, and you hope that they're able to pull an upset against Tennessee or Alabama to have a little bit of joy um, with the season, but. If that doesn't happen, it wouldn't surprise me, and I I wouldn't be surprised with a one seed in the NIT. Yeah,
0: and I think the thing that really bothers you the most with this team is that if you if you told me, oh yeah, like we're gonna they're gonna beat Tennessee, you know, even if they said you know you're you're gonna hang with Alabama, you're gonna beat Tennessee at home to close the season, that wouldn't surprise me. And I think that's the thing that bothers me. But if you told me like all right, it's going to be 66-64 Auburn up with a minute and a half left in that Tennessee game. I would assume that we would lose. Like if you if you give me like any scenario where this team is a close game, I'm going to assume that the game's a loss. And that's what I think bothers me the most is that we've talked when this team's on, they can beat anybody. They were, you know, they hung with Alabama blow for blow, and Alabama is looking like one of the best teams in the country. But We're also talking about how this team's going to be in the NIT, potentially. And that's the problem, is that they're not exactly playing bad. They're playing to the level of competition. But in previous years, when you've seen teams do this, they're still finding ways to win. And this team just doesn't have that factor where they they just cannot find a way to win. And, I mean, having... uh, It it, it just hurts so much that Janai and J-Will combine for 37 on pristine field goal percentages, and you still lose the game. And you just wonder, will this team ever be able to put it together in big moments? And I just don't know if that's – I just don't know if we can realistically see that. And I want to – you know, we we want to talk KD. KD in this past, like, six-game stretch, ironically, the whole stretch that we've been bad, you know, and and been losing all these games, KD's been phenomenal. Like, KD's been playing really – like, he hasn't been, like, just putting up 20 points in a game, but he has been a really solid basketball player – all the games. You know, this was probably the worst game of that stretch, but he still hit the big shot at the end, so you're like, KD has been playing really well, and KD's a guy that played bad this season. Like, he he had a slow start, and then after that Memphis game, he went downhill and was becoming a liability every time he was on the floor. And then he, you know, he turns it on, especially against that West Virginia game. He really turned it on and became a really good contributor, like he was at the prime of him last year. And that's something that's, you know, really helped this team. But the issue is, it's happening, but it's not. It isn't mattering. And I think that's the thing that hurts is that when you're seeing these performances, but it's just not contributing to wins. And there's always something that happens that contributes to a loss. And so I don't want to. I don't want to harp on the loss too much, but we either just kind of give. Give your outlook a little bit on what you what you expect to happen for the rest of this season, and kind of what your what your realistic thoughts are for what this team can do to turn it around.
1: I expect they'll blow Ole Miss out in the midweek game this week, um, and you know, I just I think that that's what this team's going to do. They'll they'll blow Ole Miss out, then they'll hang with Alabama, like you said lose by nine 12 9 to 12 against Alabama on the road um honestly I could see them going and beating Kentucky I I could see an old miss win Kentucky win you lose by 12 to Alabama and then you lose to Tennessee at home by four that's what I see so I think you have to win three uh, or you have to win two of the last four to make the NCAA tournament or you gotta win, get, make a pretty good run in the SEC tournament. But regular season wise, if you don't win two out of the next four, I think you're in serious jeopardy of hosting an IT game in Auburn Arena.
0: Yeah, and I really think when when you look at this at this schedule, it's. It's good. Like, it's some good teams. You know, Alabama on the road, Tennessee at home, Kentucky on the road. Like, Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss is bad. If if Auburn loses to Ole Miss at home, you you start getting to the point where you're like, this team doesn't deserve to make the tournament. Um, But so, I'm not worried about Ole Miss at home at all. I think we – I mean, I I agree with you. I think we blow them out. Kentucky and Rupp is an interesting one. Kentucky's playing really well recently, and – I don't really know if I want to say that Tennessee. I can't really say because Tennessee's lost a few games recently, and Kentucky was one of them. If I'm not, Kentucky beat Tennessee tonight, but Tennessee's have a weird one because they haven't played well the past few games, but then they also beat Alabama. So you're like, well, like yeah, they're losing a lot of games and you don't know if like well, maybe Kentucky and Vanderbilt and all those guys are just playing really well now and this this game, you know Vanderbilt's a better team than their record states, which I think I think a mix of both is true, but I really think if you can beat if you can beat Kentucky, if you can beat Tennessee you start getting a little bit of momentum, but you got to win some big road games. And there's really I mean Kentucky is a realistic one where Kentucky is a good team, but they're extremely beatable. Alabama's one where you're just like, you can't rely on winning that game. You know, as much as I hate to say it, you're you're probably not winning that game. You know, I mean, they beat us by I can't even remember what the final score was. They beat us by nine in Auburn Arena. I mean, and yes, that game was closer than a nine point game, but still, if you if you can't win at Auburn, I really, especially this team, I really doubt if this team can lose to a team at home and then go on the road and beat them. So I, I'm I'm really kind of worried about this you know, next stretch, because I really only see one game that you really feel confident in a win. And if you split them, you know, you go two and two, you, you would ideally like some help in the SEC tournament. And neutral site, you, you just don't know. Because the thing, a neutral site game against teams that are seeded similarly in the SEC tournament, I mean, the the way that that is designed is it's supposed to be a good game. It's supposed to be a close game. And I just don't know if this, th- this team just isn't – you don't want a close game. And it's almost like if you told me that we blow Tennessee out, I almost wouldn't be super shocked. I mean, defensively when we played them, when we played them in the uh, when we played them in Knoxville, the defense was great. If we hit any of the good looks we have, we could we could win that game big. And I almost think that we are more likely to win that game by 10 to 15 than by less than 10. Like I think that if if you told me that we win that game, I would almost assume that it's going to be by a fairly wide margin of victory where they just go ice cold and we're really hitting shots because I just don't see this team. I see this team feeding off the energy of the crowd and playing how they play at home. I mean, you just got to be honest. If we play like we did against Missouri or Georgia against one of these good teams, we win the game. And I think that's the thing that just irks Auburn fans the most is that this team has showed – that they can play good basketball, and they can play really good basketball. But the issue is, when it matters most, they haven't done that. And it's not just in close games. It's in the big games, too. You, you have the loss against Tennessee. You have the loss against Alabama. And it's just in every big moment, there isn't a guy that steps up. There isn't a team that steps, uh, that steps up. And I think that is just what hurts you the most, is that you just you can't feel confident in any big game because they just haven't given you any reasons to. So, going into the SEC tournament, Wheeler, just kind of what are you what are you realistically expecting and what do you think this team desperately needs to light a light a spark and kind of change the momentum?
1: Realistically expecting realistically expecting to beat Old Miss and then to lose to Kentucky, lose to Alabama and then lose to Tennessee. That's what I realistically expect will happen. Something that need the fire that needs to be lit is you need to beat Alabama or Tennessee. I think beating Kentucky would be great for your tournament chances, but just spark wise of really feeling like you did something. I know that Kentucky has the the name to them, but Kentucky is like beating Auburn this year. I mean, you beat a wildly inconsistent team that's just not very. I mean, they're good, but they're not great. Um, you beat you know, what is a game or two away from being a bubble team. So, you beat Tennessee, you beat Alabama, you know, you feel like you really beat one of the nation's top teams right now. So, that's what I think, spark-wise. And then, I mean, you're going to have to win your first game in the SEC tournament. You can't can't go one and done in the SEC tournament. If, especially, if you go one and four and go one and done in the SEC tournament, the NCAA tournament's off the table. Because that's putting you at what, I mean, right at 20 wins. And on a cold streak. I mean, you're not getting in on that. So, that's my thought. And I mean, maybe if the SEC has seven go, you might get in on. I I just don't see Auburn getting the benefit of the doubt, though. If you go one out of your last six or seven, really, and then is really two out of your last 15 at that point, so...
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I really just feel like we we're we're trying to not sound like a broken record. I just feel like this team with with the seating in the SEC tournament, it's just everything seems to be going downhill, you know. And it's just it's so it's so unlike a Bruce Pearl because I feel like the the mantra for a lot of the teams in the past have been they just find ways to win, you know. And we we look at some teams and you're just like you know that they're not really good. They're, they're, they're struggling, but they're finding ways to win. You know, that, that team with Isaac Okoro and Samir Dowdy, they were extremely inconsistent. Like, there were some, some games that you watched that team and you were just like, these guys are not, this is not a tournament team on the floor right now. But they found ways to win games and they found ways to win big games. This team just can't. They, they, it's weird because they scratch and claw, but they just don't finish the game. And I, I just really am worried for, really, the SEC tournament when you don't have any of that crowd energy to feed into. I mean, tonight you really saw – you saw they were feeding into the energy. I mean, there were a ton of Auburn fans in that arena there tonight. But – and you saw that the team, the team was feeding off of it, but that's not going to be the case in, you know, the SEC tournament. Like, yeah, Auburn fans are going to travel fine, but, like, it's not going to feel like – it's not going to feel like a home game. It's not even going to feel like a, you know, lopsided road game. And so I really am worried about how this team is going to be able to play when it is like, all right, you're just playing basketball. There's no crowd interaction. There's not the. There's not. Everyone's got the emotion. Everyone's playing for something. Everyone's motivated. You're just playing basketball at that point. And I'm really worried about how this team will perform. And really, just kind of looking, just from a game to game basis. Like you got, you got Allen. He just need, he, he got to be more consistent. Jalen Williams has been great, especially recently. Jenei Broom has been really consistent. And honestly, Jenei Broom being. I mean production wise he's been the best player this season. And I, I don't want to say that that's a bad thing because Jani has obviously played well and I would say that he has really exceeded expectations. And you know we were high on him from from a from a post moves perspective as a scorer as an but I feel like we just really saw him as an alternative scorer more than anything else and we expected the focal point of the offense to be other places. But I feel like Jani has almost made Made Bruce build the offense around him because of how he's played, and that's great. And Jani being that good has been really good for this season, and probably is the reason that this team, you know, has 18 wins and not 14 or 15 like where Vanderbilt's sitting right now. But you you, you need the consistency from him to just kind of leak over to everyone else. I mean, Wendell going two for 14 in a game, it, it it's becoming too. It, it's not common, but it's it's con- it's too common. You know, it's too common that you look at the box scores of tough losses and Wendell is just not a factor. And really just a factor that's hurting the team at that point. And that's just tough to rely on because I feel like Wendell tries to get himself out of slumps too much. And it's almost like, I'm not trying to hate on the guy, but I feel like Wendell sometimes makes decisions like the star player to shoot out of the slump. And at some point he just has to take a back seat. And play more of a, you know, kind of a Javon McCormick type role. You know, Javon, there were some games where we needed him to score and he was feeling it, he was playing well. But then there were some games where you were like, all right, you're the point guard, you need to step back and let other people score. And Wendell is definitely probably a more capable, more dynamic scorer than Javon. But mindset-wise, Wendell can't rely on shooting himself out of slumps. Especially in games when, I mean, Jalen Williams and Jani Broom combined for 37 of our 65 you know, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jani took about 15 shots. Jalen Williams took about 12. You know, if Wendell takes 8 or 9 shots, which is still like, I mean, going 2 for 8, 2 for 9, that's still not good. You know, that that's still like... All right, that's not great, but that gives him enough room to try and see if he can shoot himself out of a slump. And I'm not saying that if he misses the first two shots in the game, he does just not take another shot again. Don't be like Zep, where if he misses, he just doesn't shoot again. I mean, Zep, I think, took one shot tonight and had zero points. But Wendell needs, I think Wendell needs to take a bit of a step back in games where it's just not fallen. Because let's be honest, Wendell doesn't have games where he starts cold and heats it up. Like, he starts hot and he stays hot, or he starts cold and he stays cold. There's not really that much of that in between where he just kind of goes on really hot and cold runs. But if he takes five left shots, you know, that resulted in zero points, that's, you know, give it to Janai and Jalen Williams, which, you know, just mathematically they're scoring in those situations based on how they were playing and how the matchups were looking. I mean, the matchups, we had a really good matchup, especially down low with Janai and Robbins. I mean, he was eating them up. And at the beginning of the second half, Robbins was broken he couldn't do anything and I think that that's something that hurts you when you've got your point guard who misses 12 shots and your front court who's combining for over half your points hasn't missed 12 shots combined so I really I really wonder if that's something that could happen with this team and kind of later down the road if that could be a shift that we see or if we'll really see kind of the same players but really I just feel like I just feel like all of the offensive players, with the exception of, you know, really Williams and Janai, are so inconsistent that you just got to ride the hot hand, and it doesn't matter what the name is at that point. Like, you give the ball to the guys that are playing well and that are scoring, and you let the offense revolve around them for that game. And you you might have to change your style. You might have to change a lot of things from a week-to-week basis. But I just feel like that's where this team is at this point.
1: Yeah, and I mean, one of Wendell's shots was – I mean, he got a rebound, like, right under the basket and went up and had a layup. I mean, it wasn't even a look. It was just a reaction play. So, I mean, genuinely, he shot one of 11, you know. So, I I agree with you. I think that the offense, you can't be rigid in it this year. Well, well, I don't know. I think you can be rigid. I think you can be rigid in the front court and then just try and – I mean, I guess that's what they tried to do, and they found that Lior was the hot hand. Um, I don't know. It's going to be – I don't want to say that I'm all the way here, but I'm just kind of looking forward to next year. I'm looking forward to having point guards and just guards in general that can shoot the basketball so that we can be like a normal basketball team that scores sometimes, you know? Um, So, I mean, that's where I am right now, super low off of the loss as I typically am. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back. I'm sure I'll be feeling good after we smoke Ole Miss on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know we, we this is definitely more of the in the moment podcast. You know, typically we don't do podcasts right after a loss, so everything is definitely fresh today. And you know, if you're listening to this tomorrow, you might have a different outlook. Kind of, you know, everyone might have a different outlook by sleeping on it. But I just I, I just feel like the the problems are very consistent with this team, and I try and really be in the middle and try and be optimistic. Try and you know take take losses for what they are. But to an extent, I think that we that it, it you have to see it. You know, you you have to see the things and the the feelings that everybody has. That everybody has those bad feelings of we're not going to win this game every time the clock goes under two minutes. You know, and I think that that's just the the biggest problem that this team has. And I'm really interested to see how the team adjusts because this is the kind of loss where it's kind of a like oh 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 moment. You know, like this is this is real. You know, this is – the NCAA tournament's not a given. You know, and Bruce has been talking about the NCAA tournament for the past week. But I think this loss makes the players really think about it. Like, all right, we might not make the tournament unless we turn things around. And we'll see how they react. And I think it'll be interesting to see. And, obviously, we'll be back next week, you know, against Ole Miss. And I really – that's an absolute must win. Go into Kentucky, that'd be a, you know, really big win that we need to have. Um, And also from a historic perspective, we haven't won in Rupp in – Years. I mean, I can't even remember the last time. It's been a long time since we have won in Rupp Arena. And so that could help if this team, you know, has that aspect of making history, doing something that, you know, the Final Four team couldn't do. You know, none of the elite teams that we have had at Auburn have been able to do that. Uh, under Bruce, I think that that could possibly, you know, help help this team from a mindset perspective, and really help that they feel like they are, you know, uh, a championship winning team that they can do things that the championship winning teams couldn't do. So, uh, I, I think that they this next week is extremely important for this team, and to see what they'll be able to do, how they'll be able to react, and you know, move on from this loss. But this is definitely gonna this is definitely gonna sting. And you just hope that this loss doesn't really come back to bite you on Selection Sunday. But we'll uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week um, to break down the Auburn-Ole Miss game. Obviously, you know, hopefully everybody will be able to listen to this podcast and provide us with any feedback you have. If you're as low as we are, let us know. If you're, you know, feeling cautiously optimistic, if you're high or for some reason, you know, let us know. But uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening and War Eagle.
1: War Eagle.